morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is the Material Podcast. Please delete as appropriate. I am one of your hosts, Florence Ion, and I am joined here by your other host, Andy Anatko. Hi, Andy. Hello, hello. Merry Crimble, almost. No, po- no, possibly this this could be our, our Crimble episode because we're recording on Wednesday the 20th. However, there is still, you might, you might not, people might not be listening to this right away. They might be saving it for the drive to the family Christmas thing. They might be saving oh, us for all the drinking they do when they come back from the family Christmas thing. It's mm-hmm. hard to say. Assuming there's a oh, Christmas yeah. thing they're going to at all, of course. I, If you do listen to us, you know, after having a little sauce, let us know because I'm very curious how we sound. Um, this is episode <laughs> number 443, and that's great. But that means our last episode of the year, which is next week, is going to be episode number 444. Now, is that an auspicious number or is that a a problematic number? I don't know. I haven't looked it up. (laughs) I was just thinking about it, looking at the script, honestly. I mean, everything is... Let's have some drama. Everything is technically... in, In some mindset or society or another every number is a, is a is i could a do numerology fortune for this episode um i would have wanted to prepare before we got on you know the record but uh but who knows maybe andy maybe we have to talk about making our last episode of the year a little more ethereal than normal <laughs> we could like uh, I regret not sending you incense ahead of time so I could be like, okay, Andy, let's burn the incense together on either side of because I'm really into incense these last couple of months. For, you you are, you are smudging day in, day out, 24 It's kind of a nice way to end the day. Have a little, I like to have, I like to cold it, colden up the room while I'm downstairs here podcasting with you. And then I will go upstairs <laughs> to my bedroom turn on the heated blanket and light a little incense and then I have this nice cool room. Anyway, y'all, I'm in a cozy mode because before we started recording, I was going to come here in a really foul mood, (laughs) but I decided to go take a shower instead. And I'm really glad I did that because it really helped. (laughs) It really helped so I could come here and be balanced. Um, I was just thinking... In the shower as I was working through my feelings. <laughs> That's really why it was like <laughs> a good time, you know? Work through that stuff before I get I get on the mic with Andy. Um, but I was just thinking about like holiday time. And, you know, society really doesn't make it easy. <laughs> it really you know? does. There, it really doesn't. Like I, I mean, uh, I was, okay, f- f- fair point. It's nice to like have working electricity and plumbing that I didn't have to build myself. Okay. Also, rules that prov- that at least will uh, make most people reconsider breaking into my house and taking my stuff. Lots of positive points, but it's it can be yeah. You're right. Society can be very persnickety at times, especially during a season like this because there feels like such a competition. Who can? And especially, I have to say, I noticed a new trend among us uh, millennial parents, right? We seem to all be especially proud of how much we're fixing the past, (laughs) which is good, which is good. Like, we're all very like, oh, we're gentle parenting. You know, we're like taking a different approach than our parents did. Like, we're going to, you know, we're trying to just like raise a happy, secure generation to come, 
Uh, but with that, it, it, now the new thing is competing for who is the most chill, but also on top of it. <laughs> yes. Because at the end of the day, at the end of the day, this is still like a holiday that's all about spending money. You you're just spending a lot of money at the end of the year. It's this this is wild. Like this this economy was built around this this holiday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's it. Yep. And they and they. That's and, my and, capitalist rant, everyone. Uh, no, it's it's no that, that, that that's that's totally it. It's it's uh what what I what I find remarkable is how effective like businesses can be at inflicting new traditions upon us. That like the elf elf on the shelf. Now, can I say that like when I was a kid, we had a bunch of those little elves. Like they looked exactly like you know those. 1950s, yeah, 1960s the, looking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, maybe and because they were kind of preformed in a sitting position, perhaps one was inclined to put them on the mantelpiece sitting someplace. Correct. However, it we passed. didn't make it into a whole mythology. It was just, oh, well, we're going to put that thing. Okay, well, we'll put that on the mantel or maybe it'll be hanging off that shelf thing. But instead, sure, yeah. now it's like it's it has to be like a, a new tradition and that you have to have a you have to have an elf on the shelf and you have to have to give the kids the wonder of trying to find the elf wherever it is uh, inside the house which is uh, already santa is right on that edge of like creepiness when you're saying no there's a mystical elf that keeps moving around the house even though it appears to be a felt and plastic uh, inanimate object i think that you are making assumptions about a five-year-old child's ability to assimilate uh oddness that maybe not be paying off that's all I we so we don't do that in my house. Um, good. Hats off to you if you do at your house. I will say that the new trend again among the millennial parents who are really trying to show that they're sticking it to the man is to say this is not <laughs> about surveillance. This is about magic. And at the end of the day, that really is like that's what it is for the kids. It's just making it like a magic time for the kids okay, so right. that they they don't, you know, like if, if you keep, have that be the main thesis of the holidays, and, you know, you remember that's the goal. It's not yeah. about what you're giving really, you know, it's not about everybody exactly. competing for what they give the teachers, you know? Yeah. All of our gifts are coming because these these people are with our children eight, nine hours a day so that. You know, it, it, you know, I'm thinking ah, this is a time I think a lot. <laughs> it's hard for me. Well, because well, there are, it is. Because I want to chill, but I can't. <laughs> it is, it is challenging because there are um, some of the biggest difficulties that we all have, like in society, is understanding what society expects from us in a given situation and making sure that we are individuals while still not making bad decisions mm. or bad bad choices that are going to reflect poorly on us and cause us problems like in the future. And so that's why it's like this I this idea of like tipping the tipping the post the the, the mailman the, the the mail carrier, tipping the UPS person, tipping the the FedEx person, tipping the superintendent of the building and it's like how much and like what what would what would be worse like not tipping them at all and just basically giving this person a million reasons many of them many of them not negative to think oh well maybe they just maybe they used to live in a building in which they didn't do that or maybe they're just not used to doing this or guessing wrong as to the amount of the dunkin donuts gift card you leave was like 
15 stink. You know that they make these up to $400? Like, there's almost no limit. And 15 freaking, oh, thank you for, like, the two cups yeah. of coffee and donuts I'm going to get with that. Like, like I'm sorry. I, I, didn't, cards mean, I didn't mean to offend you. In but a recession, in a quote-unquote recession, yeah. it's like, oh, it's. Anyway, I wanted to, I, I told, I wrote, you know, because I'm, I'm hosting today, put some notes in the doc and I let Andy know that I was going to take some time to kind of like let out some of this because <laughs> it's, you know, it's. Yeah. Well, but the, the it's, yeah, it's, well, it, all this actually, it's, it's a good point. Cause it's, this is on my mind because I've had uh, like the, the best, the real traditions are the ones that you just simply fall into that you don't realize that it's a holiday tradition until like the time where like I'm digging through my audible.com li- uh, library and getting out the Patrick Stewart Christmas Carol and realizing that, Oh, I've mm. basically that there's a point like in after Thanksgiving, but usually before December that I, I, I listen to this for the first time in the year. And I, so I'm, I've got, there, there's two traditions that have like sort of formed and none of them have to do with roasting chestnuts. I don't, this is, this is another thing that's, that kind of concerns me that people hear the song about roasting chestnuts and okay, I don't, do we like chestnuts? Do what do chestnuts taste like? Is it going to be worth the trouble? Where do you even get chestnuts? And I don't think that it's wrong to like say, well, I have no relationship with holiday chestnuts. However, I do have like a near lifelong relationship with Darlene Love, on the last episode of the David Letterman show before Christmas, singing Christmas baby, please come home with an expanded version of the late show orchestra. And that was a very difficult thing to let go of when Dave retired and God bless them. They, they, they re, they've really done a lot of new work with uh, the David Letterman's YouTube channel. Not so much that like, like Conan O'Brien, he has like a podcast empire and building, building these, like producing all kinds of shows. They have, but he has a channel in which like they re they, they, they repost a whole bunch of old bits and they also, and occasionally like once every couple of weeks, Dave come Dave and uh, Mary Connolly and some of the producers like will come on and chat. And this year they actually got they they, they actually got Darlene Love and Paul Schaefer to come together in like a little like rehearsal studio to sing Christmas Baby, Please Come Home. And it was wonderful. And there's never been a song. Well, that would be that would be kind of reductive. A, a Christmas song about bringing the kids around to listen to Darlene Love singing Christmas Baby, Please Come Home and Letterman Show. But nonetheless, it's the sort of thing that makes me feel like Christmas time is here. And there's a and there's also this other one because I'm I'm kind of concerned. There is a one of my favorite YouTube channels is the, is the the Irish Try Channel, where basically Irish people are trying alcohol, <laughs> like okay. Icelandic I just, snacks. I just typed this into the search bar. By the way, immediately know what I was yes. talking about. Okay, and so it's not always about alcohol, but some of the funniest ones are about them trying alcohol. And for the past three years, they have had the holiday tradition of buying like for uh buying three different alcohol advent calendars this is one of those advent oh, calendars where yes. each one ha- each day there's like a can- different can of beer or a little like mini bottle of wine or mm-hmm. uh, like a little vial with like a like a shot of whiskey or so or vodka okay and in in pairs they like spend all afternoon like 
each pair will like work their way from start to finish through one of these advent calendars. And again, I, I want to make, make it clear. This isn't like abusive in any way They're, they don't, they, they don't like, Oh my God, I'm going to kill him. I threw up four times during this. It's like, no, they just over the course of an afternoon, they get a little bit looser, a little bit more fun. It's all, yeah, it's yeah, all good yeah. fun. And the thing is we're now really cl- We're only five days away from Christmas and their posting schedule mm-hmm. are Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Today is Wednesday, and they did a, a try episode of like holiday like cocktails, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm a fr- and so there's Christmas one shots. That's what it says. Christmas here. shots. Thank you. And it was lovely. It was funny. It was great. But there's only one more like posting day left, and I'm concerned that there will not be that that Santa will not will not come. That the great pumpkin will not will not benevolize my pumpkin patch, and that there will be no tri channel advent alcohol advent calendar this year. And it's fine. It's a, it's a big responsibility to put on the shoulders that they're they're not going to be ruining Christmas without it. But this is the sort of thing I'm talking about, where it's like the third or fourth time you realize mm-hmm. that oh, this is now a beloved holiday tradition that I that at some point not only do does this video drop, but I save it for a day because it's going to be an hour and a half long video. But it's all edited down, and I'm gonna save it for. I I might have. I might you know, might make make myself like a hot chocolate with a with a candy cane in it or something like that. Mm. If if I had kids, we all gather the kids around the set to to see watch all these Irish people getting progressively looser and more and more schnockered. <laughs> and I'm just worried. Uh, that's all. I think you will get your. I feel like you will get your wish. I feel like you will get your wish. Um, remember, we still have two working days this week. True. And and also Christmas is on a Monday. So maybe they're dropping it on Monday. They're, That's also a really good point. Because I have to That's say, to, a really good point. to their credit, this is not one of those cha- those channels where like once something becomes like a viral like sensation that they will jump right on the bandwagon. I, I think that they I think that they would normally be wanting to release it a couple of weeks before Christmas to get as much airplay out of it. But maybe they just couldn't get everyone together in time. I don't know. We'll or maybe hope. the advent calendar that they usually order wasn't available this year. I noticed the Bon Maman. Bon Maman? Yeah, you know, <laughs> the jam people. I noticed that advent calendar was a little different this year because people were posting about it on social media. Um, it used to be very hard to get. The really? advent calendar used to be very hard. Yeah, and now it's everywhere. So that's again capitalism. Now is it is 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 it one of those real advent calendars where you're presented with this beautiful like little like cabinet cardboard cabinet of mm-hmm. compartments that are not revealed until you like punch a hole mm-hmm. through it and open okay, there mm-hmm, you go. Mm-hmm. And then each one is a different jam flavor that they don't usually have Great. on Perfect. the shelf. So you get to try like all these random flavors. I've seen advent calendars that that's do the oh well, well here's like 24 different different little things of jelly and that, that and that's just bull okay i'm sorry you have lost the plot you're not delivering an advent calendar it's part part of it is that wonderful surprise even if behind each door is like a different like tiny and disappointingly waxy chocolate but in a different shape a different sort of color that's the best part of what you know gives you a little bit of zest every morning or every day when you open this up I, yes Yes, I, I can. I can. I can buy twenty four little jellies. Okay, I want the surprise. I want the delight. correct, 
Correct. So I want to share very quickly, speaking of surprise and delight, I want to share very quickly when we were talking about creating traditions for ourselves, you know, there's a lot of uh, a lot of talk about this this year of healing the inner child. Um, and for me, that means watching old, well, not that old, but, you know, uh, preteen slash childhood flow uh, Christmas movies. OK, things I have never seen before or that maybe existed in the zeitgeist. And I didn't realize about it back then, but like now I I do. And I'm like, oh my God. One that I caught word of uh, on a podcast that I was listening to on the Solid Listen Network is A Diva's Christmas Carol. Is it A Diva's Christmas? Yes. A Diva's Christmas Carol starring none other than the most beautiful Vanessa Williams. <gasps> yes. Uh, not only is it starring Vanessa Williams, it is also starring T-Boss. From AK, no, excuse me, not T Boz, Chili, Chili from TLC, the C in TLC, <laughs> as well as Kathy Griffin plays one of the angels. So it just, it just felt like a very flow, like, oh my God, how I'd never seen this before. So every year I try to like pick out something from the archive that I didn't see. Like a couple of years ago, I did um, The Preacher's Wife. I'd never seen that movie with Whitney Houston. <laughs> um, beautiful film. Uh, yeah, just. It, all these random Christmas movies. I want to go beyond the usual like 30 movies that are on marathon all right. over cable every year. Like Home Alone 2 is the best one and the one that, you know, I I will put on if there's nothing else on and I'm feeling something Christmassy, but I have seen it so many times. <laughs> it just doesn't, you know, I want to watch something new. So that will be something... I am looking forward to, and to bring it back to our podcast, hmm. I went to YouTube TV. I typed in a Diva's Christmas Carol to see if it was playing, and lo and behold, it will be premiering, I think it was on E. I forget which channel, <laughs> but course. I added it to my DVR. So it will be premiering on the 21st, which is tomorrow, uh, which means that I will have it recorded and available for me on YouTube TV when I'm doing like <laughs> wrapping up my Christmas. This um, I'm also planning, by the way, on watching Little Women. So oh. I'm, pla I'm planning on crying. Like yeah, I of need course. the 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 one with Winona, not the new one. The one with Winona Ryder. Ryder. Okay, I'm sorry. Yes, <laughs> but, yes. But the first name that came to mind was Winona Judd, and I'm like, that's <laughs> must be like I a was Hallmark worried channel. That's where you went as well. That's why I was like, Ryder, Ryder. Um, that and you know it's movies like yeah. the, you want to set the want to set the, uh, yeah. the stage just have a movie on in the background. Mm. Well, I've, I, I I we didn't know what the what the bonus episode for our members was going to be this week. Then of course as soon as I had this conversation, I remembered some things that I. Again, God bless the algorithm. It we live by, uh, just like Homer Simpson says, alcohol is the cause of and solution to all of our problems. <laughs> the algorithm is kind of in like, the same sort of What does Homer Simpson say about yeah. our day? Yes. <laughs> but yeah, so it's, it's been recommending like uh, I, I've been wa I've been watching like a lot of like t Christmas shows that like I like that are maybe not quite so legally posted on YouTube and it's been finding other stuff for me. So I've been watching like lots of old, like six, 1960s, 1970s variety specials, like Christmas, Christmas specials. And I, I, I want to share that experience and I'll be sharing that with you Flo, and I'll be sharing it with our members. 
And I'll be sharing with you as well what I've been watching in the vintage realm. Ooh, lovely. Okay. It's not just you, Andy. We all love nostalgia. Uh, I just want to quickly say before we get to our show teaser that my husband's tradition every year is to listen to this old like Minnesota radio show that you used to listen to as a kid. So he just goes through the whole... Lake Wobegon? I, I don't remember what it's Garrison called. Keeler? Okay, this, it's, the, it's, it's the only it's the only Minnesota radio show that I'm familiar with. So that's once I've guessed uh, I've guessed uh, Garrison Keeler's show, I'm I'm out. <laughs> I, will, I will I will DM you after we record because now I'm Please curious. Do. I need to make sure I know that. Like he does it every year, I should know what it is. Okay, well now let's move on to the actual business of the show, which is that. What do we do every single week here on Material? We talk about Google being in court because it's all that happens to this company. It just gets sued for everything. So we're going to talk about that again. Uh, But what we're going to talk about is how it's going to affect you, the consumer, coming up. So somebody might somebody might have a four dollar and ten cent settlement check coming to them. I'm not going to I'm not going to make any promises, but fingers crossed. In this economy, sweetie, I'll take it. You could get four dollars. That's at least a coffee. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, we're also going to talk a little bit more, and I swear this is the last time we're going to talk about Beeper Mini. I'm done (laughs) this year. I'm done. I'm done. But there's a reason I want to bring it up, and that's coming up next. And then before we go, we'll talk a little bit about how Gemini can write the story of your life. (laughs) Who needs authors? Unreliable narrator. (laughs) Well, is it, though, for feeding it everything? Hmm. Mm, True. Hmm. We'll talk about that. Stay tuned. But first, a tea break. Clink. So if you thought to yourself lately, boy, Google sure is in court a bunch. (laughs) Well, you would be correct. That's where it's been living. Uh, And it's why we can't stop talking about it and why I confuse this week's Google settlement news with last (laughs) week's Epic versus Google because they are in court so much. That I got that wrong. And listen, I issued a correction on my article at gizmodo.com. I'm I'm here talking about it. I'm normalizing <laughs> messing things up sometimes. No, to, to, to be fair, this was like this is like a cut copy paste version of the Epic versus Google suit. Where that's that's why 50, it was very fifty state attorneys general sued uh sued Google on antitrust antitrust grounds on almost exactly the same points about how Google is running its uh, running its app store uh Google decided that it did not want to go take that one to trial so they settled uh, like two months ago and the the terms of that settlement could not be revealed until the judge had ruled on the epic suit so yeah this is like literally one week after the epic suit. Uh, is 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 found now we're finding out like what it's going to cost google to have been running the app store in a way that is maybe not great for creating competition and not crushing small people who'd want to just get by in life without spending 30 percent of all of their income to google for everything okay this, i that, know the other. i know i know oh my god you can be I... forgiven well, I hope you forgive me because my stance might not make you too happy. And it definitely hasn't made the people reading Gizmodo happy. I'll tell you that. <laughs> I've heard a lot of uh, pushback about my take on this. But first, let, let me tell you what's up. What's up is that in February, we're officially going to have the official terms. The judge is going to rule on what Google has to do to pay for its penance. <laughs> That's what I'm going to call it. Uh, let's make this religious. 
And uh, Google's going to have to pony up $700 million. $629 million of that is going to go to fund the payouts to users, to the Play Store users who might have overpaid for apps and subs. Again, would love to get even $4 in, in this really bad economy. Okay? Suppose, supposedly there'll be like 100 million people who might qualify and maybe not everybody is going to want to like click the button to say, yes, I would like to have a free cup of coffee. I miss those emails all the time. Hmm. That's the other sucky thing is like they'll they'll come in, they'll go to spam. You'll miss them. Yeah. Uh, we'll we'll try and remind you if and when we find out those those payments are going free, out. Free money is free money. Correct, especially in this economy. <laughs> Seventy million, by the way, is going to go to the states as part of the fine paying, and they've also so Google's also preliminarily agreed to some rules about how they're going to run the Play Store going forward once this ruling is settled on in February. Um, now. You know, there's been a lot of like, oh, that's not so bad. We can live with that. And um, not everything is set in stone forever. Like some of these clauses are going to expire in like four or five years. Some of them will last for seven years. My understanding is we're going to get a lot of data regardless out of this about how much it's going to affect Google's bottom line. And for that, I am very, very interested for what's to come. (laughs) So I'm definitely interested from from that angle. But then there's my angle, which I thought would land a little bit better, but I forgot how much the world has changed since <laughs> I first started writing Android, which is that I I kind of feel like this could signal a regression for the Android platform if we get bad actors because some of the clauses essentially because the idea was to make sure that Google was anti-competitive so they have to allow they have to allow everything um okay here's what they have to allow let's go over that first actually because then this will make more sense so one of the deals is that they um phone makers cannot be prevented from shipping phones with competing app stores that are pre-installed for five years. And I know some people are saying, ah, well, Samsung was shipping anyway with, you know, the Samsung app store, the Galaxy app store. Uh, But the difference was that that wasn't set as default when it came to you. It was just there in the background. Um, Yeah. Samsung had to work with Google's permissions. Yeah. On Android as it pertains, it's going to be able now to uh, update in the background without you even knowing about it that was that was there, there's a bunch of things that make competing app stores have kind of parity with uh, the google play store and one of them is that remember that during the epic versus google suit one of the things that jurors thought was super super fishy was that google was essentially making samsung and all other phone makers uh locking them into deals that said that okay well we're well if you want access to google maps if you want youtube pre-installed if you want the play store pre-installed you can't pre-install any competing app store so that's just out uh they were also making deals with developers that are kind of similar to that saying hey we'll give you this these bonuses if you don't if you agree not to do that those deals are now null and void for about five years and as you alluded to there are they're one of the disadvantages of having a competing app store is that it can't run as 
cleanly as the Google Play Store. It can't just simply Correct. update things in the background automatically. And so Google is, has basically pledged that it's going to open up that kind of functionality to third-party app stores. Yes, and also the oh god, there's like so much here, right? I want to try, I want to try and give it to you in categories, but it's kind of hard because they are a little bit over all over the place. Um, yeah, and, and, and even this, and even this is like grouping things together into like what the net effect is, as opposed to like the actual thing that they have to do. Mostly, Correct. mostly it's a lot of it is just basic like leveling the playing field sort of things. Things that are really easy for Google to comply with. They're not going to like cause google a lot of pain like mostly like the the um apple and google do a lot of the same bs stuff in their agreements with with developers where if you want to if you want to put something on the play store you can't offer you you can't uh offer a a discount if you buy the app elsewhere or you, if, right. if it's a subscription you can't offer a better deal on the subscription if you buy if you yeah. do it outside the app store you'd have to give the exact same deal to people who buy through the play store and also at the exact same time so you can't just say hey for the next two days we're giving you a special sale if you go to our site and and buy our subscription from there all that sort of stuff there is also uh, pre- prohibitions against inf- even just informing the customer about discounts and offers that are available available outside the google play store so not just like right. having these discounts available you can't even say within your own app or within your listing hey here's a discount that's available to you if you go outside the play store right now uh it's and these are things that uh, apple is certainly going to have to be made to 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 change sometime in the near future because the the hammer is kind of falling against all this sort of stuff um and and some of the but some of the stuff is is i mean overall this is kind of weak sauce i mean android like if you've ever tried to sideload an app uh, android i android i think does something that i i always thought was correct in that it will great here's the switch you can flip it and you will allow you'll be allowed to sideload apps we are going to give you a couple of very plain talking <laughs> plain talking warnings about this saying that look this is you will not you, we can't verify we can't vouch for any of these apps you're going to sideload so that's completely on never you. read those dialogue windows by the way i yeah. just and and was it's not like it you know sp- tried to spook you into not doing it. It was just because it, it, it is a serious thing. Whenever you hear about malware, it's called a spook screen. That's the yeah exactly the uh, name that the Verge used for it. Yeah, and, and so part of the agreement is that now that has to be collapsed into just one simple like sort of like basic like the, yeah. the like the war- the compare the warning on the warning that's on the on on a pack of cigarettes today with with what it looked like in 1974 so basically google has to switch back to there's a possibility that cigarette smoking might have an impact upon your long-term health as opposed to see this diseased lung yes. i imagine two of them around your heart <laughs> yes yes, yes. But so here's my concern about this kind of practice, though. It's just because I've lived through Android for such a long time. I remember when things were really bloaty and bad because of the third parties that were allowed to kind of like do whatever. And I know that the Android developer documentation is so vast and there's so much more there that like I am behind on. But I worry, I worry about these third party app stores that people are going to install thinking that they're okay and then they end up being a nefarious actor in the background. I worry about the Play Store scanning that happens. So that is still going to be, by the way, I confirmed with Google that when and if this goes into effect in February, 
the Play Store will still be doing the quote unquote virus scanning. That's what I call it um, of the apps that are installed on the device to ensure that there's no like messy stuff on there. Right. I'm using such dial down terminology. Regardless of the source, like even if you sideload it. Oh, you know what? I didn't follow up on that. Oh, no. I didn't do my diligence. See? This is... Now, okay, but this is how good journalists think, everyone. Okay? See? I didn't follow up, which is also why I didn't publish this factoid, by the way, because I think I knew. Anyway, it's just something to... It's something that I'm exploring. I need to read more into because I'm trying to figure out what protections do we have in place as Android users, which is why I've started reaching out to Google and I'm trying to, you know, I need a developer to help me. If your developer wants to help me, reach out to me. (laughs) You know where to find me. Um, Okay. So that's one thing. The other thing is I'm worried about um, the, the dirty sales tactics of it all, right? Like how they're going to force users to go to other app stores or maybe to like go pay somewhere else or use a different payment situation because now they don't have to use Google's. They can do their own thing under the guise of like giving you, you know, this is our like ecosystem. Like you're, you're playing a game within our community, right? So (laughs) you should be in this like monetary thing. Like this is how we do it over here. I can imagine something like that, just taking advantage of someone who maybe doesn't understand the difference between like Play Store and like what is Android and what is a third party. Yeah, there, there, there's a lot of there's there's a lot of stuff that just it's I'll just go back to the phrase weak sauce. Like, yeah. I, I think I, I mean, I do think that it's completely legitimate for uh, for an app developer. And here we're talking about like companies like Amazon, Epic. Basically, it's these huge game studios mm-hmm. do lots and lots of transactions. They're not just selling you a five dollar, you know, Blue Sky app or whatever. Um, that that uh, they could decide that look, thirty percent, even fifteen percent, is way too much money for the service for the value that you're providing for for processing this payment. I don't think I don't. I mean, Amazon uh, can tell both Apple and Google we don't think that we need your store to make people know that you can buy books digitally for the Kindle app through your phone we think that people already know that and so you're not exactly helping us to sell more books here we are just basically forcing us to to tell people to not to leave the kindle app in order to to buy stuff um and so ideally there would be more leeway for developers who want to get out of uh, paying that kind of huge tariff that are not getting any value uh, out of that relationship to avoid that but they're really isn't for most users um google had already made a quote concession unquote by giving them uh, there's actual there's an actual name for this program but i, I can't remember what, what it is but basically it's oh well you know if you want to uh, we will give you a, a we will give you a discount off of the off of our tariff uh, if you use your own payment processor but then it becomes like so difficult to do and so expensive that you'll save basically nothing and it's just really not the trouble um uh, similarly they also didn't uh, they haven't ordered Google to to get rid of another like pretty obnoxious thing, where uh, uh, like um, I should be able to just tap a link 
on like in the app to get the to get the discount that's being offered okay google can still tell the developers oh no you can't you can tell now we're being forced to let you tell people that there's a discounted subscription code available to you however you still can't hot link out of our app uh, out of your app in order to do that you have to just basically trust that person to be able to cut and paste that url or remember how it goes so i mean it's it's just again weak sauce it's i i do this is this is the one area in which both apple and google have their 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 necks on the block like kind of equally the the eu is against them about this uh the uh, the uh, British antitrust is against them on this. And so this, if there's anything good to come from out of this, it's that, um, for the first time since these app stores were created, both the Apple app store and the Google app store are now sort of encouraged to give the, to, uh, to, to be more responsive to developers needs. Apple just this week, uh, announced that they are, uh, um, they're giving developers a, a, a kind of a retail option they've been asking for for a long time which is if my app studio makes like two or three different apps and someone is someone's uh, already bought a subscription to like my photography app uh i can say hey if you already own with the photography app i'll give you a 20 percent discount on my movie studio app and apple says hey no we'll, we'll make it easy for you you can do all this sort of stuff these are things that apple was not inclined to offer back when they realized that look you you have plenty of options here as an app developer uh, as a customer of the of, of the apple app store as a developer that option is to quit developing for the iphone and try to make all of your money through android see freedom of choice otherwise just do what we tell you to do so hopefully this will cause them to realize that both to avoid being really really punished hard by regulators and also to compete with the coming future of side loadable app stores they're going to have to offer their developers a situ- a working situation that is as good if not better than what they could get by going through an alternative app store i just worry about what all of this is going to do to the user experience because people developers are going to Look, there's bad actors everywhere. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be, it, it, it's, it could be exploited. The other thing is, I worry about like the low end phones. If they don't have the protections against third party software and what happens in the background and people that could be hurt that way. And it's just, <laughs> I just don't think it's being done the right way. A yeah. lot of, a lot of folks are coming at me being anti-antitrust, which I understand that's how I come off. I just like the idea of formal regulation, something that is done by people who know what they are talking about. Not senators as I'm about to talk about next. <laughs> they just lob onto anything they can because it's election season. <laughs> uh, what a week, by the way. <laughs> yep. Bef- like, of course I'm tired. Of course. Y'all are going to court. Yeah. It's yeah, this this is the this is the, nobody wants to have any news this week. Like we 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 will still enjoy discussing it. You you listeners are going to hopefully are enjoying us talking about it. But like nobody wants to no company wants to release something brand new and wonderful this week cuz nobody wants to stay in the office 3 days before Christmas to talk to 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 let people like us interview them and get and ask and be and be asked frankly impertinent questions about whether or not mm. this thing is going to deliver what you promise. Uh they mm. they they'd much rather be 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 smoking hams. Is that something we do at Christmas? I remember cloves sticking into 
I'm, go, I'm going. I'm going from like we 1970s steam. steam Andy, uh, we steam horse. hams. <laughs> Not in Utica. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, let's take a quick little break, and we'll be back. Okay, I want this to be the very last time that we formally talk about Beeper Mini this year. This year, okay, I, I can, I can, okay, yeah. I can promise this year. Okay, this year, this year. Um, it's, it, now it, is, it I, is getting wackier and wackier, though. I'm good. It's, I hope that's not a hard promise to keep because wacky things could happen. Like as people involved get bored because they're now with, they're basically packing, getting ready to go home to their families, and they've got time to tweet really yes. silly things. But I do think it's important that we recap the latest drama, as I like to call it. And I'm calling it drama because (laughs) I believe some of this is being appropriated for political gain, which is totally a flow conspiracy theory. But hear me out. Um, You have the stage. Beeper Beeper needs to watch out. Uh, I don't want anything to happen to Beeper so that it's ultimately a loss for Android users because I just think about a world where this app would have just existed under the radar and then whoever wanted to just deal with the security. (laughs) This sounds so like, I realize this sounds very whatever of me, you know, peace for all people, but sincerely, I would imagine that this is something that maybe would have just lived on if people we're not still talking about it because Android users, we've, we figured out how to get things done when people were telling us no, right? (laughs) We still figured out how to get it done. So um, I want to give just a quick update on the latest state of things. Okay. As it rests this very last time we are speaking about Beeper formally for this year. First of all, the new update that just came out this week is that users now need to have access to a Mac. Mm-hmm. Yes. So you are going to I forget did we cover that last week? No, cuz that, that was a that was all we covered was the latest like 3 hour old attempt from Apple to shut this thing down which was only working for some people but not not all of them. Okay. So now it's been changed so that you need to have access to a Mac at home so essentially you would be doing this whole homebrew server situation which is how the iMessage workaround has worked all this time. And The consensus is that this way is between 10 to 15 contacts max, because after that, it starts to flag Apple's servers. Hmm. So this is this is what I'm hearing from the comment section from, you know, from people who are like playing with this uh, is that the idea is to kind of just keep it low key so they don't get flagged down and then they still have access to like the two or three iMessage users that they're you know trying to stay connected with and like i was kind of personally hoping that that would be the extent of beeper because i was afraid about how much trouble it would get in (laughs) and i and i was just sort of thinking like well maybe if it's just this little like workaround tool where you have to own mac hardware anywhere anyway at home so like you know maybe apple this is this is my non-journalist brain. Maybe Apple would like be okay with it because they still got their money for the hardware. <laughs> yeah. like, and that's where they make their money anyway. So that's like that's how I was thinking about that. But then Beeper's CEO, Eric Mijikovsky, he rallied up politicians. And I think we did talk about that last week. We had, yeah, um 
uh, we she, they, there was one tweet from a senator last week. Now this week there was like a, a letter from senator senators uh, Amy Klobuchar, who is like the reigning mm-hmm. Senate like antitrust hawk, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Lee, Jerry Nadler, Ken Buck, uh, who sent a bi- bicameral and bipartisan letter to the Department of Justice uh, about how uh, I'm rolling my basic basic yeah basically. Uh, using the same language that the Digital Services Act in the EU, excuse me, the Digital Markets Act in the EU claims uh, uses to claim that certain services are are gatekeeper services. Uh, so, uh, the dominant messaging services would use their position to impose barriers to interoperability. Uh, given Apple's recent actions, that concern appears prescient. And it's it's it, like any like any letter from Congress. It doesn't have any teeth to it. It really is just. I don't want to. I don't want to be completely reductive and say that's just performative, but it's something that has cost them no money to send. It sends the right message to people who support antitrust against uh, against big tech companies. Uh, it is at best not even the the preamble uh, <laughs> to uh, to, uh, uh, to, uh, to 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 actual serious action. It's more like you know tuning up the instruments. <laughs> Maybe nothing will happen, but yeah, I mean, mm. it could be performative. Maybe not. Either way, it's it, it really is. I, I, I'm I have to talk about this on NPR tomorrow because the hosts want to talk about it. I, I didn't put it in the original like docket because as as far as I concern, I'm concerned. Like my opinion hasn't changed since last week that Apple's going to mm-hmm. continue trying to shut this down. They're probably mm-hmm. going to be less and less successful as time goes on. But so long as like. I don't, so long as like, I, I don't want to get home. I, one does not want a beeper. Mini user does not want to come home and find messages on the house voicemail from someone's, from their partner saying, hi, I've been, I've, I've been, I messaging you like if all they after. have a house voicemail. Yeah. No, but, by the way. <laughs> yeah. But what, what I'm getting at is that like, places have that the, the, the whole, anymore. Yes. But what I'm getting at is like we we we're used to iMessage being excuse me we're used to the messaging apps on our phone being how we can get in touch with people like instantaneously. So if someone's broken down by the side of the road, or if their flight got canceled, they need to be picked up from the airport. They're gonna hope right. that they're gonna waste a lot of time sending sending me as a as a uh, beeper mini user uh, iMessages. Not and if they don't know that this thing has not been delivered, that's a bad thing. That's what causes that would cause me to uninstall the app and deregister and just switch back to SMS. And so, so I appreciate. And so yes. and, I'm sorry. And so with that and Apple embracing RCS sometime next year, it's like why you know this is a temporary this is a temporary fix for a problem that doesn't for a problem that seriously exists but is going to be seriously mitigated next year and in the time being it's not going to be reliable so we had some fun it was a great rhubarb it was a great great donny brook i i enjoy i enjoy the idea that if apple is consuming time money and resources on fighting beeper mini that's less time money and resources they could spend on creating a macbook with an even worse keyboard than the worst keyboard they ever put on a macbook so that's oh, a positive that's one way thing to spin it. okay that's one way to spin it well i appreciate that you i appreciate you sharing all that because i did i did give andy some insight into how i was thinking about it in our show notes but i'm not gonna fully repeat that because you all don't need to know first draft flow that's not who you need to know. Uh, I do feel like in the end, this is just business. It's business for the politicians getting involved. 
I I did bring up the fact that it is election season coming up. Okay. I'm sorry to be cynical about that, but this is America. Nope. <laughs> I've, been, I've been here long enough to see how things are played. And I get worried about stuff like this because I don't want to see Beeper get taken advantage of for a whatever is going on in Congress right now, <laughs> which to me feels like a very hasty regulation that's going on. I want, I also want people to understand that as much as we are, as much as we are, you know, we're all, we're all for the, for the little person, right? That's, that's who we are yeah. here on this podcast. We are for the users of these things, of Google's things. Um, in the case of like Apple, they're not really keeping anybody from messaging on iMessage. They're just keeping people from messaging in a certain caliber. So they're not actually keeping anybody from getting the message out. It still defaults to SMS. And then, as you said, next year, we're going to get the RCS. And from my understanding, this EU ruling isn't about making sure that people have emoji reactions. That's from my, like, right? Like, yeah. that's what I'm thinking. I'm like, this isn't about like, how, you know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the stake, the stakes are just yeah. vanity. I mean, it used to be, yeah, it, it used to be more interesting. I think we talked about this last week too, or maybe the other time we we talked about Beaver Mini. I'm but, sorry, yeah. everyone. No, no, it's no. the time of year where I can't remember. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> the, uh, um, but yeah, the, the there, one of the things that made this story interesting for me at the outset was that. At the time, the EU uh, was using the Digital Markets Act to ask, basically pursue the question, is Apple being a gatekeeper in the sense that their messaging app right. is blo basically blocks anything that doesn't use iMessage and mm -hmm. defaults to something really, really crappy that isn't secure, doesn't have all the nice things, whatever. Sure, yeah. And there, uh, two weeks ago, there was like a non-binding decision from that committee saying that, yeah, probably not. I don't think that's going to, that's we're going to actually do that. And so I was, I had been curious to see if Apple was... Uh, was going to, uh, if if the situation had turned out differently, if Apple wasn't going to bless it, but it would be a positive thing for them if they could say, well, there is an alternative. They can use this. There's a third party app that we actually are, you know, we're, we're, that's exploiting our servers that we haven't done anything to shut down because there clearly is an interest in it, EU. So don't please don't force us to open up iMessage to WhatsApp for God's sake. Um, but now that's not, that's not a motivation of any kind. So that's, yeah, that's why I'm like, I mean, it's always fun to see a $3 trillion company, you know, get multiple bees and hornets in its bonnet and freak out the way that Apple seems to be freaking out over what seems to be kind of a non-issue here. But apart from the entertainment value, there's so many modern and classic animated Christmas specials to get our interest this week that. Now, now that we're in the in the shank of the of the holiday, I'm kind of bored. Yeah, but you know what's not boring is some of the new features coming to RCS. So, oh, no, of course, no, there's that's, that. That's that's yeah, that's that's part of what I'm talking about. That if uh, Apple, they didn't put out a press release or anything, but they did say publicly that okay, we are def we are adding RCS support in 2024. And once they did that, once essentially, essentially to me, when I read that, that was Apple saying. 
we have decided upon further reflection to not hold our breath until we turn blue and to actually improve the <laughs> correct Touch grass, de- which is green. Exactly. <laughs> it's like I, we decided to stop being a bunch of stupid freaking babies about keeping iMessage as dumb as possible for non iPhone users and introduce some, some basic functionality that we should have added four or five years ago. You're welcome. By the way, speaking of new functionality, if you're doing RCS to RCS, this is this we're moving on from Apple now because I'm done my ranting. But uh, <laughs> Google's going to be giving RCS chats background wallpaper, so it's you know that's a WhatsApp feature. That's a feature that even Instagram chats has. But I'm here for it. <laughs> that, I'm very curious to see what background my husband is going to choose, and if it is the pits of hell, and if that will be a background offering. I think that would be funny. <laughs> yeah, that w- it's the defaults that they so apparently they're testing this out. Not everybody has this, but the but the some sites have a, have screenshots of what it looks like. It looks, I mean, I'm not a fan of like background wallpaper on chats because they're just too distracting. What made me think, given how petty this entire this entire fight has been, and I'm including like Google like continually. Uh, calling out apple like with billboards with ad campaigns and whatever about it i'm wondering if this isn't their own version of the green bubble so they can so like anytime that anytime that you're Mm. talking to another android via rcs you know that you're going to be able to get 110 percent modern whatsapp like uh experience with high resolution videos and and security and group chats oh wah wah oh you're talking to an iphone oh you get this sad wallpaper because because you're just using SMS. We wanted to warn you that when you talk to iPhones with your secure Android phone, you're not using secure stuff. iPhones just can't send f- f- send pictures in high resolution to you. I'm not looking forward to next year. <laughs> this is what I was talking about with the, in the last segment about all this regulation. Like I'm very, very concerned about my user experience. Fight, 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 fight. Okay, well, I already challenged a Waymo vehicle to a race, oh, so okay. let me do that one first. And oh, no, no. I, I, want, I want to see the, the David, David versus Goliath fight between the $2 trillion company and the $3 trillion company. That's... It's 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 kind of like remember when Elon Musk was uh, Elon Musk was challenging Zuckerberg to like a kickboxing fight or something, and I'm like, so long as you yeah. don't use gloves, so long as it's like 1973 Thrilla and Manila fight rules, like the full 15 rounds, get rid of the three knockdown rule. I watching watching billionaires knock beat the hell out of each other out of their own choice and out of their own hubris. That would be that would be worth a twenty eight dollar pay per view. <sighs> Zuckerberg needs to give back Hawaii. <laughs> um, very quickly, before we are out for this episode, let's talk a little bit about how AI could really be helpful in your time of wanting to write a biography, but you can't hire a ghostwriter. <laughs> well, Gemini would be the one coming in and helping you out with that one, because why write your own story when Google could write it for you? After all, it already knows everything about your life. It knows where you go. It knows who your spouse is. It knows who your children are. It knows what your cat looks like. Frankly, it has far more introspection on who you are than you have ever put into the project yourself. Sometimes, Andy, (laughs) before we get into this news, I just want to say on the heels of the Apple Journal, like 
side chat that we had last week. I did remember that chat. Um, I am very worried about what kind of emotional manipulation is going to come out as a result of AI because people are very, like, people are varied. People's mentality is varied, right? That's one thing that you can't, like, map very well. It's, It's an unknown. And so I get very worried about what something thinking about something like Gemini. Okay, so Google has this project, right? It's called Project Elman, which is, I don't know, it doesn't sound fun. Um, It just sounds very scholarly. But this project was pitched recently at an internal engineering summit, right? So all these engineers got together, went someplace, got fancy food and pitched each other on these projects. So CNBC reported on this particular project, Project Elman. And uh, let's, let me just read you the exact quote from CNBC. Here we go. Here's the description. Dubbed Project Elman. After biographer and literary critic Richard David Elman. Of course. The idea would be used to... Wait, I'm sorry? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I was just being snarky saying Richard David David Elman, of course. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The idea would be to use LLMs like Gemini to ingest search results, spot patterns in a user's photos, create a chatbot, and, quote, answer previously impossible questions, unquote, according to a copy of a presentation viewed by CNBC. Elman's aim, it states, is to be, quote, your life storyteller, unquote. So I agree that this is a very cool and creepy situation here because I think about, okay, I think about this from two perspectives. The cool is you have an aging parent. I want to leave you behind. This is a very far future thing. I want to leave you behind with the story of my life. Everything's already been digitized because of how we've been living. So I would just, I would have my assistant gather all this data for you and give it to you in an encrypted manner so that you could have it. Like, I could see that. Like, that's great. That's that's a good use of it. But then I see the creepy side. <laughs> and that's the side that worries me, is what if this AI inflects something into my life that maybe necessarily wasn't there? I mean, it already, it still struggles to tell that my cat is gone. <laughs> I haven't posted, a new, uh, uploaded a new photo of my cat in five years. Yeah, She hasn't been with us for five years. But Google still sends me the memory on this day. Remember this day when you, when you... <sighs> The day that we had the vet over it, they gave us pictures of that from Google Photos. And it's like. That's not a positive thing. I thought, yeah. I thought you were supposed to know yeah. about this stuff. So. Yeah. I mean, that 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 is a classical thing. There are still people who. I, I think that Facebook and other services are getting a little better at appreciating that. Yeah, my, my partner died seven years ago. And I really don't like to be. Rem- I don't I don't have to wish. Him or yeah. her, a happy like I birthday. want my pictures in the cloud, yeah, don't, yeah. but I want it there for when I'm feeling wistful and walking through the rain, and I need that moment for myself. I don't want yeah. the AI to choose the moment for me. I I, I also don't need it. Uh, it's it would also be nice if like uh, this AI that we have right now, not this Project Elman, but that we're again we're savvy enough to know that yeah I took I took pictures uh, I took a lot of pictures like in my mom's hospital rooms and my dad's hospital rooms because I needed to be kept aware of like what medications are they on what appointments do they have and of course the nurses and doctors would write things on these like uh, on these uh, on these memo boards and like okay 
don't give me like a a, a, a slideshow set to music of you know hospital rooms because that is that will like lay me low all day if you do that and so it's 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 i mean element it's an it's because it's just something that a couple of en- apparently a couple of engineers pitch to other engineers to say hey we would like a budget and some t- and some time in order to sort of explore this it's this is not like they're 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 positing this as a feature they should add to whatever yeah okay but it is interesting if uh, if um if gemini and other other technology could be used to actually infer that yeah his mom and his dad are dead so anything you do to like remind him of that please keep that in context also that's clearly a hospital room there are not a whole lot of there this the 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 photos of him in hospital rooms do not coincide with pictures of brand new babies so maybe that's not a, a trove of really good memories um but I'll, uh, but the idea of I, I'm, I'm thinking a lot about how the differences between like my mom and my dad where yes they left photos behind and yes they left records behind but uh, the photos were just a fraction of photos that like were taken and of course that was well before digital pictures so you know when each picture costs you know each each picture costs money and you only had 24 of them before like you were out <laughs> your camera was out of film however uh like n- n- my generation but more than that uh, millennials and gen z they are constantly taking pictures not just of not just we with are. intention but also hey here's my car here's where my car was hey there's here's a really cool uh here's uh, i went out to eat and here's wow this this place setting looked really really cool and so your children and grandchildren and great grandchildren are a going to have this immense amount of record keeping of what your life was like not, not just, just eight black and white photos yeah. <laughs> and, and and not and not and not just like people posing stiffly at a wedding, but these most exactly. incidental, like casual things. And what I, I yeah. one, one of the one of the one of my favorite sets of photos I've taken through the years were like every time like I'd get a new camera or whatever to test out, like I would charge it up, and then just to see like if it was charged, I would just like hold it up in my office and take a picture without taking a picture. But those things got like backed up, and so now I can see here's what my office looked like in two thousand four. Yes, as like and that's I love that too. So so you have an immense amount of data that your 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 legacy will not be able to really sift through but nonetheless if that all that stuff could be used to could be processed and organized by Gemini or another AI to the extent where you're asking hey uh gram did what were grandma flows like favorite snacks or like did did she like do did was she like a nature person or was she more of a city person? And without doing something creepy like ¿Por qué no los dos? <laughs> I want to be nature and city. No, no, but no, but, 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 but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> I know, I know. I yeah, know. I mean, like, I, I have very little idea of like what my dad was into like as a teenager, and so it was super exciting to like go into newspapers.com mm. and find like. You know, you know how like in the high school, oh, the, oh yeah. the, the members of the science club are taking a trip to to Scranton to to. to... I wish I had that <laughs> to be able to look that up. Actually, yeah. and so to be able to ask questions like, what was what kind of music was my mom into like when she was a teenager, and be able to find like, well, here's some playlists that she was creating that she was listening to. Here's a here's like what she like. Uh, I, I've got like the 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 music she was listening to most frequently for like every year for the for a ten year span. If you want to check that out, 
that stuff would be super, super interesting. It, it, it would get creepy if the, the again, all we have to go to from is the CNBC report about the slide deck that they, that they saw. Yeah. So, and, and a, about a project that some couple of engineers are just thinking about doing. So we don't know. Right. But like when they talk about creating chatbots, it would, it would be mm-hmm. super, super creepy if it were creating a chatbot that could say, so great grandpa, well, did you, uh, did, well, you got married at age to age 20. Did you have to put aside any of your dreams in order to do that like well you know something i always wanted to be a song and dance man as a matter of fact here's video of some of the recitals i did but you know i fell in love with old martha there and although we didn't plan on like that that would be super super creepy that's like that's not something that like my grand my great great grandfather wrote or said and it's being but to say well did great great grandpa like did he have any hobbies that he just suddenly stopped after he be after he became a parent and if it could simply say, yeah, he apparently was taking flying lessons and he, he, mm. he never get, he never got his pilot's license apparently. Cause the last time he went up in an airplane in the cockpit was X date. Here's some pictures from that event. Uh, it's, yeah, that's, this is why I don't, I, I don't even joke about it that Google's strength is that balance point be- is that intersection point between creepy and cool, where you can see how awful this could be if they don't keep the human, uh, a human scale of empathy uh, mm-hmm. in mind when they create this on the other hand as creeped out as you are by the broad concept you are you are led into temptation because of how you can imagine this enhancing your life i mean i'll, I'll, I'll this is because I'll, I'll cut myself off here but the, it, it was i thought it was kind of interesting that this came out at the same time that uh that apple released the journal app which mm-hmm. is an which is an app that keeps prodding you to uh, say, oh, oh! By the way, you want you, here's some pictures you took uh, during your walk, like this afternoon. Do you want to you want to put this in your journal, and do you have anything to say about this? Or hey, you uh, you spent a lot of time here during this week. You know what's going on there to get you into the habit of writing journal entries, which will make it a sound like homework, and b mm-hmm. give like artificial importance to like eight years from now. I will if I'm if I'm using the Apple Journal app. Was I did I decide to write about my feelings during this walk I took this afternoon because my God, I just felt really grateful to be alive and it was just a beautiful day. And I was thinking about all these things because I was just that excited about it or because I was watching, I was watching YouTube. This alert came up on my phone to say, Hey, do you want to write about the, about your nature hike? Whereas there's a certain kind of honesty in a system like, uh, like Elman that is simply making inferences based on what's in your pockets, you know, things that you did not necessarily intend to preserve, but they say they document a lot of things anyway. Like what, what's going to, what's going to tell you more about your mother, uh, your mother in high school, uh, a photo album that she kept, uh, of things that she specifically like lined up because she wanted to save these memories or, oh, she lost her purse but she didn't know that it like slipped behind some floorboards and now you found her entire purse with all the contents in it including the gum <laughs> including like ticket stubs including things that she crumpled up and threw in there you're going to learn a lot more from the things that you didn't think to preserve and an ai that could make sense out of that or at least be a research tool into that sort of stuff that's super interesting to me that is a perfect way to put a pin into that uh, Gemini, by the way, like we said, excuse me, well, Gemini is coming, but this particular, <laughs> as Andy said, this particular project isn't, is just, it's just being talked about. 
It's an idea. It's a notion, but with it's proper funding, they could turn it into an idea. Correct. And if that works out, it'll become a concept. Uh, then it'll become a concept. Andy, what are you up to this week? Are you doing anything before the holiday? Uh, work-wise. Work-wise, yeah. Uh, it's 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 going to be super weird because tomorrow tomorrow I've got NPR and that's it for like the rest of the rest of the month. Like I, I, after after we record uh, like our last show uh, of the of 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 twenty twenty three, then I will have no deadlines, nothing until like the first week of January, and that's a really bad place for me to be because it's like I know there's something I should be doing, but I have no idea what that thing should be. <laughs> there, there's no one who's going to scold me for not giving them the finishing the thing that I promised to, to finish for them by this, mm. this date. <laughs> Perhaps I should. Uh, like this can't be right. Vacuum to use that can't be right. But the thing where you push the thing on the floor and the floor gets lighter. <laughs> Don't worry, Andy. I'll be around. I'll slack you. I'll help keep you company. Thank you very okay? much. I'll appreciate that. All right. I'm just going. I'm just, you know. Just making a kid's dreams comes true, so that's what oh. I'm going to be focused on. Okay, Raindrops but I'll be around if you want to chat. And whiskers on kittens. She's learning all the Christmas songs right now. Yay! It's How adorable! Cute. It's very, it's very cute. It's very cute. Uh, but you're going to have to tune into the members only bonus episode that's coming up after this if you are a member to hear more about that. Lovely. As for me, by the way, I'm at gizmodo.com, but you know that uh, I'm also Oh That Flow on the social media channels. Andy is at Anotco. Just try and spell his last name and you will find him <laughs> on the internet. Um, Andy is everywhere I am, which is not really on X. Sorry, Twitter. <laughs> Whatever the heck it's called. Um, so that's one thing to know. The other thing to know is that we're very grateful to our editor, Jim, for editing us this year and make us sound so well. So thank you, Jim, for being here for us through this holiday season thank as you, we Jim. try to put a podcast together. Uh, and also, by the way, did you know that you can support our shows here at the Relay FM Network? Yes, that's true. Not only will you support us, but you will support the other wonderful shows that are here on this network with us. You can find out more information at relay.fm slash material, which is our landing page on the internet, where you can find all of our past show notes. Or you can go to relay.fm slash membership and just go straight to the checkout. That's just just go do it because as soon as you do it, you get a bunch of stuff in return, including the bonus episode that we are about <laughs> to record. So that's coming right up. So I guess here it is, Andy. We got to say our happy holidays. So I hope everybody has a safe holiday that you are able to put up the boundaries that you need <laughs> yes. for yourself and that you are all able to practice the kind of self-care that you need to get through the holiday. Yeah. I hope the the one thing that's universal, no matter what you do during the last week of December, it is a time where coincidentally, everyone just does a chill. <laughs> like every, everyone can just chill for a week. We just need to chill. And so, so and if you can't chill, don't hang out with them. Exactly. <laughs> and if you, so I hope you find a place of peace and contentment uh, during that week, because Lord knows that, you know, the Consumer Electronics Show is coming in January, and a lot of us are going to be back on edge by the first week in January. <laughs> but for that week, again, whether you spend it alone with family, the week. family that you were born, issued with at birth, and or the family that you found along the way, which can be just as good, if not better, than the family you were issued at birth, I hope you find some peace. Perfect way to end. Thank you, everybody, for listening. 
We'll see you next week. Have a happy holiday. Have a messy Kindle. <laughs>